Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sage Care, a podcast where I'll take you on my own personal journey of healing, growth, acceptance, trauma, resilience, change, oppression, resistance, childhood trauma, suppression, shame, stigmas, mental health, PTSD, first responders, lack of voice, gaslit by media, gaslit by employer, suicide, lack of accountability, meditation, how the medical system deals with PTSD and chronic pain, shame, colonization, parenting, teens, the criminal justice system, holistic, spirituality, intergenerational trauma, anxiety, depression, emotions and feelings, disconnected, lost soul, homelessness, and this is just to name a few. I'm your host and creator, Carolyn Royer. Music composed and played by Alexi Brunette Royer. Breathe new life into flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sage Care, Episode 2, Part 2 of Shedding Light on Feelings and Emotions. And in this episode, we'll be tackling through or we'll be addressing our tribal beliefs. So before we get started, please be advised that the contents of this podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Please review the contents prior to playing them to your younger audience. Thank you and cheers. Before diving into today's topic, I just wanted to say that throughout the various episodes, I will be presenting various tools that I had that I have come across throughout the years that have helped me clear through the fog and the chaos that I've built up, not only in my mind, but within my body over the years. And one of those tools I'll be introducing is meditation. I'll post a link later on to my YouTube page, uh, Sage Care with Carolyn Royer, where I have meditation videos on how to meditate and different styles of meditations. What meditation did for me is really to bring awareness to my thinking pattern, which helped me change my thinking pattern. And it helped me, it helped me to be aware, not paranoid, but being aware of how my thoughts were impacting my emotions and my behavior and my actions. But before I start exploring meditation and thought patterns in a later episode, I believe we need to start looking at our own core beliefs, which I call tribal beliefs. Why? Because our tribal beliefs impact our thought patterns, which impact our emotions which impact our actions and our behavior. By understanding our tribal beliefs and where they originated from allows you to choose if you want to hold on to that belief system or change it to what feels right for you. 
So I will define tribal beliefs. I will also address why I believe it's important to explore and know our own tribal beliefs. Because my tribal beliefs will be different than yours. Because my exposure and experiences, life experiences, have been different than yours. I will also explore how we learn our tribal beliefs. Where do we store them? Within our subconscious, our root chakra, inwards, and how we're expressive of them without even realizing it. And can we change our tribal beliefs permanently? So a bit of a recap from the previous episode, episode one on shedding lights on feelings and emotions, where I talked about my own struggles in addressing my feelings and emotions because of not understanding them and not knowing them and not being actually not even having a space to express them. And so much that I found myself in my own emotional prison. I didn't know how to get how I got there, and I definitely didn't know how I couldn't figure out how to get out of it neither. Then realizing that I wasn't the only one with this struggle, but there are generations who struggle with this. And not knowing how to get out of it because we haven't been taught to let them go, but rather suck it up and deal with it. Which, in my opinion, clearly is showing that that is not working in our society right now. And it never has. So we talked about um, what feelings were. So we know that feelings are activated by one of our five senses, the sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. That activated feeling we know is alerting us of something. Now that activated feeling travels all the way up to our thoughts. And depending on our tribal beliefs, this will impact our thoughts towards the activated feeling. This will have an impact on your emotions, which will evoke the physical, a body response, behavior, and action. Because we think how we feel, we feel how we think. Um, one author that stands that really stands out for me, I've read a few of her, her books and listened to um, some of her podcasts, is Sandra Ingerman, who is an author and teacher in shamanism. One of her, I'll quote one of her sayings, uh, quote, we have this fear that if we name or identify the feeling or the experience that we will give it power, which is false belief. If anything, naming the emotion, the experience gives you power. By not identifying the emotion, you imprison yourself in your own emotional prison. End quote. I'd actually forgotten where I'd, I'd read about emotional prison and it really stuck with me. But it was from um, Sandra Ingerman, and I just wanted to give her credit on that. And again, which goes back to my first episode, we fear feelings and emotions because we don't know them. We don't know how to identify them. We don't know the physical feeling from them. And we have this false belief that by identifying them, they will control us. Which is a false belief. So now let's dive into tribal beliefs. What am I talking about with this? But first, I want to define what beliefs are. So the Merriam Dictionary describes beliefs as something that we accept, something that we considered to be true or held as an opinion, something that is believed. So in other words, something that we accept and believe to be true and real. Well, in the Collins Dictionary describes belief system 
of a person or society is the set of beliefs that they have about what is right and wrong and what is true and what is false. So something that is accepted, but with the belief system, it's what they believe to be right or wrong or held as an opinion. And now I can see why there's so much conflict. If everyone is working on their own set of belief systems that they have accepted to be true because it stems from their tribal beliefs, well, then the other person's tribal beliefs is not true, is wrong, or is false. So let's get into tribal beliefs. Just like in episode one, feelings and emotions, I talked about the formative years of children between the age of zero to eight, which creates the foundation of our intellect, our physical health, our mental and our emotional health. The same concept applies to our tribal beliefs. Our tribal beliefs are what I call, or sorry, our belief system is what I call our tribal beliefs. And those are rooted in us between the ages of zero to eight. We start to question those beliefs during our preteens when our cognitive brain becomes more developed and we are exposed to various um, other tribal beliefs and start to question our own. It's during that stage that we start to form new tribal beliefs of our own. However, what we don't realize is that in our subconscious brain, we still hold our fundamental tribal beliefs. It's only by paying attention to our thoughts that we start to realize our initial tribal beliefs and they sneak into our thinking pattern like a whisper in the back of our mind. Those little voices that we hear where it says, you're not enough. So I define tribal beliefs as a collection of beliefs introduced in our formative years through our familiar, familial environment that we have accepted to be truth and to be real. I'll give you an example. Being exposed to sexism and misogynistic comments as a child. I'll be a little bit more specific. Being exposed to sexism and misogynistic comments as a little girl growing up. So over the years, I've been exposed to various forms of sexism and misogynistic comments, almost to the point where I thought, oh, my God, this is it's just life now. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm not the exception here. Uh, but the ones that stood out the most for me was when I was younger, between the age of zero to eight. You know, I grew up in what I consider um, a pretty traditional home. My dad worked and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a good chunk of our, our school year, or schooling, um, an arrangement that they apparently agreed upon. Um, so my dad was the breadwinner of the family, which means he supported the family financially, uh, and therefore he was the only one who ever had a say. And I just want to point out, this was something that was said quite regularly in our family home. Um, so for me, uh, power equated male working, money, and um, you had to ask permission for anything. And even when my mom did start working, she had to have permission to work. And the rule was that she can work, but she still had to maintain the family home. So supper still had to be on the table for a certain time with no exceptions. And as I got older, the exposure, my exposure to that environment actually turned into 
anger and rage towards myself and being born uh, as being born as a girl. I thought that had I been a boy, I would have been safe. Uh, the rules wouldn't apply to me. I would be the boss. Nobody could boss me around because I was a boy. And over the years, even though you know, I attended university and I read various studies and became familiar with domestic violence and sexism, the angrier I would become when those type of comments were made. However, even though I became either really angry or enraged, no matter how angry I became, I didn't always say anything. And when I did, it was a reactive way, and I always felt like it didn't matter what I had to say. Men are still going to believe what women, that women only have one role. So now when I, and I'm giving this story not for pity's sake or any of this, it's an example on a tribal belief that I believe a lot of us have been exposed to. And so then when I explore this with, with the feelings piece, I ask myself, this is not this is not my tribal belief or is it and this was actually my tribal belief i believed in my core that i was lesser than men because of what i was exposed to and even though i learned a lot and knew cognitively and intellectually that it was not true my subconscious my body and my spirit didn't believe it because of the level of exposure i, I was exposed to from the age of zero to eight, struggling with self-confidence, how I looked, how much I weighed, being smart, being successful, unrealistic expectation of women, was my hair too frizzy, why are people looking at me, men cheat on women, always, I'm not as smart as men, I need to work harder, I'm not taken seriously, these build over the years, and so imagine having those thoughts over and over and over again. Even though these subconscious thoughts would pop up in my mind, I would continuously push them aside. And this would only increase my anger and resentment. So again, not understanding it, not understanding the anger, what it was triggering for me, but also not having a safe place where I could express those emotions to figure out what was going on and how to address them. So it became my responsibility to start exploring those beliefs one by one that were implanted in me from a very young age. Even though I said I didn't believe them, it had been so reinforced in me during my formative years, not only with the words that I, that I heard, but the actions that I saw in my family home, but also what I was exposed through through media and the news and movies. So... What I did was um, to help me get through my own um, tribal beliefs, I created an exercise for myself to use for my meditation practices when these thoughts came up. So I really wanted to have a good, solid idea of what my tribal beliefs were. So um, a caution, though, before this exercise, um, this may be a difficult exercise for some people as it may bring up some traumatic experiences. So be aware of that and take your time and be compassionate with yourself. Um, there's also the option of not completing this exercise until you feel ready or having support with you while you complete it. So in this exercise, what I'd like you to do is list all your beliefs, 
statements that you were exposed to from the age of zero to eight. Um, things that you were exposed to in the family home, at school, with family, with friends, with uh, whoever. Um, write everything down, even if you think that you don't believe in that statement. Everything that you heard, um, saw, and experienced. And again, you don't have to share this exercise with anybody. So the things that you'd be looking at is um, comments and statements that were made about race, whether it be Indigenous or African-American or immigrants or French or English or German or Canadians or Americans, um, or even within your own country, um, being in Ontario, you know, the difference between Ontario and Quebec and Alberta and B.C., List all those things that you've heard. Religion, other religions, other people's religions, politi- uh, politics and different political parties, um, different expressions that you that your family says, um, what's uh, the beliefs on marriage or no marriage, um, the other people's political views uh, about men, about women, about children, about work, about mental health, about education. List them all. Now, you go through each of those tribal beliefs that you listed, and which tribal belief do you hold that you struggle with? To challenge yourself, think of a situation where you know how a parent or family member would respond to a racist or sexist situation or different religion or political affiliation. So create that scenario in your mind. So that gives you an idea of what your tribal beliefs are, you know, sitting at the, uh, the family table, having dinner on Christmas or Thanksgiving, what kind of arguments have taken place because of political views, right? And take note of that. What's your belief around that tribal belief? So when you're going through each and every one of them, what's your belief around that tribal belief? Is that a tribal belief that resonates with you? Is that a tribal belief that you want to hold on to and share with your children? Is it something you want to pass down to your children? What would you change about that tribal belief? What would you change that tribal belief to? And by doing this exercise, what you're doing is just bringing to your awareness what your the the foundation of your tribal belief system how it started and when those sticky situations come up or you have um, a belief that comes up and you're not sure if it's where it originates from take a look back and then start to question yourself is this something I believe is it something that is actually true when I, so if you're talking about a certain political party, if you actually research the political party, is the belief system that you have in your mind, does it match? Does it match all the information that you're researching? And it probably isn't. So then you can deduce what you choose to believe. Imagine that. You can choose what to believe. You don't have to be told what to believe. 
And I think that was part of my anger from being a teenager and seeing the difference between the sexes because I was exposed to it from such a young age. And not being able to respond to it, not being able to have a voice really created sadness. And that sadness turned into anger and not knowing how to release that anger. And that's the important piece for people being able to identify their feelings and emotions. You start with, start with your tribal beliefs. Do this exercise, get them out there. It's only by getting them out there, writing them, acknowledging them, putting words to it, that we make them real. And then at that point, we can choose to decide whether or not we're going to keep that tribal belief. There's a lot of shame that comes with some of our tribal beliefs. And one of the reasons why we don't like to acknowledge them is because we're ashamed of them. But again, by not identifying them, by not acknowledging them, they're the ones who control us. And I can tell you from experience, that tribal belief for me has controlled a big part of my life for many, many years. Because even though intellectually, I did not believe that I was lesser than, I believe in equality, my tribal beliefs and my soul and my whole body was responding absolutely differently to that, to that intellectual response. It didn't believe it. I don't want to present this like this is a magic pill or a magic formula that once you do this, everything in your life is going to be hunky-dory. This takes work on a daily basis. And the reason why it takes work on a daily basis is because we're working with our ego. Our ego is what is protecting our belief system. Our ego believes that our belief system needs to be protected. And so we're going to try to hold on to that belief system as much as we can. That's why when we're working on things and we're working on changes within ourselves, taking it slow and easy, nothing goes quickly. If you've been struggling with something for five years, it's not going to heal itself in five minutes. Give yourself five years to heal. It may seem like a long time. But trust me, the more you fight it, the longer it takes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Episode 2 of Sage Care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to leave your comments and suggestions. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, And let me know how this exercise went for you, um, if it worked, or if you'd like to see something a little bit different. Stay tuned for episode three, um, which will be diving into some thought patterns. Um, And I'll introduce you to this cool little concept that um, I used to call it colors, but um, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it this time around. So stay tuned and we'll find out. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening and cheers. If you're interested in introducing meditation into your life, please head to my YouTube page, um, Sage Care, which is S-A-I-J-E, Care, with Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, Royer, R-O-Y-E-R. So that's Sage Care with Carolyn Royer. Thank you.